is out in Connecticut, and these boats were light up like that. From far away, Chris Platt's drawings look like photographs. The images are articulated by tiny pen and ink dots and lines that form exquisitely precise images of sailboats and old mansions. Look closer and you'll see that a watch is actually fashioned entirely out of mini roses. A barely visible Tiffany's is written across its face, with markings so small you'd need a magnifying glass to make out the little letters. These are watches right here, Tiffany and Company right here. I also do with other things that do fifth-story apartment buildings, too. Platt was diagnosed with autism at the age of four. Some people just need a little more help to get the vision out there. New Haven art dealer Margaret Bedell is a tireless advocate for artists with disabilities. She says their images communicate what they can't. A lot of times um, people who have autism are nonverbal and find other ways to express themselves, so they can't communicate only through their art, and they're using their art to speak. Chris Platt is 58 years old but doesn't drive. So once a week, his mentor, Dan O'Brien, a local photographer and painter, picks him up from the group home in Watertown. They have lunch and spend the day making art together. Do you have those Manson pictures? He'll just draw constantly. He doesn't have to be set up in a studio. He seems to carry his, his uh, paper and pens with him everywhere he goes. Today, he's getting together his pieces that will be shown in New York City's Outsider Art Fair. His work sells for up to $800. Sanford Smith is an art dealer who helped start the fair back in 1992. Well, I think the Outsider Art Show has given literally thousands of people who would never have seen, no one would ever have seen their work, an opportunity to not only see their work, but help support them. In the early days, the work of Outsider artists didn't come to him from galleries. It came from doctors. The hospitals provided them with drawing and painting material because then they could express their feelings in their work, and it could be judged by the doctors to see how they could be helped. But outsider art has long since outgrown its name. Today, these works can sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars and are popular with celebrities and serious art collectors. Smith describes the pieces as funky or shocking, completely uninhibited, often with outlandish themes. Every work of art comes with a story, whether it's somebody talking to God or somebody who God is talking to or whatever the reason is, every one of those artists come with a good story. Walk into my room. For the past 20 years, outsider artist Ken Grimes has been inspired by one very specific story. I'm very interested in alien intelligence and all its manifestations on Earth. Grimes lives at Fellowship Place in New Haven, a housing cooperative for the mentally ill. But his paintings are shown at the prestigious Rico Maresca Gallery in New York City and sell for upwards of $7,000. Most are large canvases with white block lettering on black background. They describe significant discoveries of alien life with simplistic illustrations of satellites, alien symbols, and spaceships. He also does self-portraits. One reads, uh, Ken Grimes, who has a label of schizophrenia is shown here at work on a mural. He believes that ev evidence of contact with alien intelligence might be found in descriptions of radio telescopes. Grimes was just featured in Wired magazine. He also designed a shirt worn by the Foo Fighters drummer during a concert. And he'll be at the fair this weekend, talking to dealers and collectors, 
hobnobbing with the rest of them. But mostly he's eager to return to his work in progress. A preliminary sketch shows the famous scientist Stephen Hawking playing poker with aliens. The outcome? The alien wins hands down. Over the years, Grimes and other outsider artists have become the epitome of art world insiders in many ways. But the incidental celebrity is something that doesn't confine them. Speaking in the vivid imagery of visual language, they transcend those of us who speak merely in words. For WNPR, I'm Josie Holtzman.